Well, welcome to Coffee with Vern, a time where we enjoy conversation with each other of the truth of scripture, theological truth, and then once a month, we will cover a question segment from your questions sent in to coffeewithvern at gmail.com. Boker Tov! Oh, no, this that's not the right introduction for when I have the sweater on. <laughs> you already forgot. Good morning, and welcome to Coffee with Vern. <laughs> we haven't done this in forever. A while. Oh, man. Well, welcome back to Coffee with Fern, a time where we dive into beautiful, beautiful things. So if you're watching, you see, if you're not watching, I'm wearing my red sweater and my glasses, and these glasses are giving me a massive headache. I don't know if these are prescription, but man, they Dude, feel I like just, it. I bought those off of Amazon for like two bucks Bro, for a my head thing. is spinning. <laughs> oh, man. And if you are watching... Well, you see, I'm wearing a red sweater. Unless you're colorblind, like one of my best friends. And maybe it looks green. Color deficient. Um, it is red. Well, welcome to Coffee with Vern. This is going to be an interesting day. Um, it is. I'm trying to think how we used to do it. I feel like I need to just take everything back to the way it used to be before we had a podcast and it was just outside. So... First thing I used to go is, let's pour up the diesel. Yeah. And I've already poured it up. That's right. Look at the steam. I mean, you do have a good cup today. Yeah, let's talk about this cup. So if you can't see, bless your sweet little heart, because this is going to be good. i got to take these glasses off. I can't see anything. Um, I have a beautiful cup that says, I like you just the way you are. And it has Mr. Rogers on it. Is he on that side? Yeah, with this, like, sock pucket. It's a pucket. <laughs> <laughs> this puppet. Dude, uh -uh. points if you know. Let me see. Turn it towards me just to make sure I know who it is. Yeah. Points if you know who that is. I have no idea. My my girls love that one. What's his name? Daniel Tiger. What a name. What a name. Daniel Tiger. Mm -hmm. uh, well, it should have been Daniel Lyon. Get it? Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Jesus juke. <laughs> Bringing it back around. Sorry. Uh, you know, <laughs> trying to keep everything God-centered. There you go. Uh, Mr. Rogers was a believer, though. Uh, shout out to that man. I look forward to meeting him one day in, in glory. Mm -hmm. um, but this cup, uh, old Mackenzie gave it to me. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I, dude, I was so excited Sunday when she walked in. I poured my coffee in it, and I didn't even realize that it was sitting on a shelf at Marshall's for a hot minute, <laughs> and it had dust all oh. over it. So my coffee had dust sitting within it. But, you know, as a as the good youth leader that I am, I was like, you do it for the kids. Mm -hmm. And so I drank some out of it. <laughs> Did it taste like dust? 100%. <laughs> and so I got through a little bit of it as I can't do this. This is not oh, COVID boy. safe either. This is not good. <laughs> it's like, this thing's been sitting how long at Marshall's? <laughs> I mean, uh, even before COVID. Right. Like, what else? Wash, wash your this? drinkware before you drink it. <laughs> So now that it is washed by the lovely hands of my mother, because she said, James, I'm scalding that thing. I said, okay, yeah. can you scald my mouth while you're at it? Um, let me, let's get a sip of the, the diesel in the pot. I just don't know how I feel about this blend. It's supposed to have like, co uh, well, yeah, it's coffee. It's got to have coffee. It's got peanuts and stuff in it. Man, I'm on another planet today. It's going to be a miracle if we get through these this questions. coffee. It's supposed to have wow. some coffee in it. It's supposed to have some coffee in it. It's good. It is. Oh, it's just different. That cup I had this morning was pretty pretty good. I'm not going to lie. 
but hey, it'll do the job for what we're we're talking about today. So, anyways, it's question episode. I got my sweater on. I'm feeling feeling good, man. I love the sweater. If you don't know the story behind the sweater, because when we used to do coffee with Vern, I acted like a cheese ball the whole time. Yeah. If you don't know the story, this is my granddaddy sweater. Shout out to my granddaddy, one of the best men I ever known. But it's so the first time I wore it, it still smelled like his house, which is beautiful. Mm. And now it smells like Versace. Um, <laughs> but uh, this is this was his sweater, and so I uh, I wore it in college at my desk at times, and I was like, you know what? This is a great sweater. I brought it up here just for the heck of staying warm, and now I wear it <laughs> for coffee with Vern. <laughs> He'd be so proud. He would. He would. But um, anyways, today is a question episode. We got a couple of questions, um, and we haven't had a ton of people send them in. So, you know, students, I don't know where y'all are at. You know, they've been getting on me because I've been calling them out each week, and now they listen. So, you know, it's like, hey, why are you calling us out, man? I'm like, well, I mean, hey. You fully deserve it. Clearly, yeah. you're listening now after I roasted you on a Wednesday night. <laughs> uh, speaking of roast, brother, Uh-oh. I roasted some students last Tuesday night. Oh. For all those that are like, what's a roast? It's where I just, I leave them burnt. <laughs> so social media, you know, it's not like we had an episode dedicated oh, yeah, to yeah. that, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, you know. You know, it's not like that. we went off on that. <laughs> yeah, anyways. They, I've got some kids that I love dearly that live on social media, mm-hmm. TikTok, Snapchat, Insta, ain't really on Facebook, um, <laughs> and whatever else is out there that I'm scared to know what they're on. But the two big ones, TikTok, which is pretty much in my opinion, right for us older folks, I'm not, <laughs> but it, it's to me it's like a worse version of Vine. Oh, agreed. And it's getting kids in trouble. Yeah. I mean, you heard what happened locally at the local high school recently. Mm. <laughs> Did you hear about that? No. Do I want to know about it? Well, we probably won't talk about it on here. We can talk about it after. But me. it was in the news, so I'm not I'm doing anything. But uh, uh, some ladies got in some serious trouble through TikTok at Evans High School, your alma mater. Oh, yes. Um, right? And Snapchat came. It was big when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. It was getting kids in trouble when I was at Greenbrier. Oh, yeah. I don't doubt that. Right. And there's nothing good about it, in my opinion. Okay. If a picture can be deleted, there's just some badness behind that. But anyways, found out my kids are living on it. Mm. Right. Now, if you're listening and I roasted you, I've already roasted you. I'm not roasting you again. I'm just telling you to listen again. Um, But right. I I asked the question. I said, how many, let, let me see. And I used one of my students like, how long are you on this a week? And it was five hours a week. Um, so, and he said, well, pretty much it's an hour a day. Okay. And then I asked, how long are you on Instagram? Cause uh, I know he's on it a lot too. And I'm sorry if I'm calling you out, brother. I love you. I'm not going to say your name cause I love you to death, but an hour. So that's two hours towards social media a day average. Mm-hmm. That means you can't exceed or you can be less. Right. So do the math. That's 10 hours a week dedicated to social media. So yeah. then I posed this question. I threw down. You ready? I said, how many of y'all value the word of God? Oh, I said, do you, do you really? I said, cause it ain't looking like you do. Mm. I said, how many of you spend 10 hours in the word of God a week? None of y'all. <laughs> I said, five bucks says y'all ain't even touched it today. I, I had five bucks in my wallet. Um, Come on. And, and so, you know, I was like, five bucks says y'all haven't even touched it today. Now I know some of them have, I know some of their regiments and some of their study patterns. I get that. 
But the majority uh, is like, no. And I said, here's the issue. You say with your mouth that you value the word of God, but your life does not show you value at all. And I said, this world is tired of hearing it. They need to see it. Mm. So I roasted them. I had some eyes going. Do it. I was like, yeah, I love y'all. That's why I'm doing this. Well, let me... Let me throw something out there. Come on, before we get in these questions, because right now I'm just throwing down. <laughs> I I think that is a crazy amount of time on social media. But I think compared to the older people, I, I don't mean like senior adult. I mean like adults in general in our church. Yeah. It's probably less because I, I think agree. the adults in our church spend inordinate amounts of time on social media because they have... They have some more ample time or you got people that use it while at work, while at work, which let's be honest with you. If it's not for work purpose, then you're stealing from the company. Yeah, true. It's called time stealing, isn't it? Time theft. Time theft. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Michael, sorry, but that's a big deal. Michael, fire him. <laughs> time theft. Uh, I love Michael Scott. <laughs> but I mean, that, that's a thing to me in, yeah, it's in a sense, you know? And so, um, yeah, I love you. I love my kids, but hey, I have to roast them every once in a while. And so let's get into the questions because none of my let's kids actually send any questions, you know? It's okay. Well. Boom, roasted. Um, but we're going to go ahead. Let's get into I want to talk about this first one. So I want to give a shout out to our brother who I have not met, but I have met through the world of email. Shout out to my brother, Alan who is a missionary in Uganda. Mm. Thank you for reaching out to us and emailing us and sending your questions. But more than that, thank you for connecting with us uh, so that we can be prayer warriors for you and your team, brother. Yes. Um, and then also, thank you for what you do. Yes. So absolutely. if you're like, man, what happened? Sunday night, I'm typing this stupid paper from my, my class still. Right. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to check my email real quick. I got to send this email to Anna so she can proof it. And brother Allen, uh, my man sent me an email. I was like, Oh my Lord, who's this? And he said, I, the first thing it says, I am a missionary and you're gone. I'm like, what? what? <laughs> Shut, come on, man. People in our church can't send questions. And I got halfway across the world sending them. That's mm -hmm. what I'm talking about. And, uh, I read this email. It just made my week, probably made my month, honestly may have made my year because now I got this connection with this brother that we are going to commit to praying for weekly. Uh, brother, you are going on our mission wall to pray for for the youth um, and doing the Lord's work. But he sent some phenomenal questions. So we want to start with that. Mm. But thank you again for what you do, man. If my computer will quit spazzing, we're going to get into this. So... Um, the first question, Jesse's like, I don't want to talk. No, you are. <laughs> first question uh, that we were asked was for us to give a little bit of our testimony. Um, now I'm gonna I'm gonna tell Jesse this is what we're gonna do for this one. Mm. How about we just tell just a little bit and then we spend an episode maybe talking about our testimonies in our lives and what the Lord has done. And okay. it can be an opportunity. Like it'll be conversations number two. Okay. So I'll start out briefly. Uh, give something small and then we'll have a whole episode dedicated to that. And maybe we can get Malone in on that one. Yeah, that'd be good. Then we can talk about how the fact we all grew up here. Yeah, I think that would be <laughs> We were never one. in the youth group together, but we oh, all grew no. up. I was in youth with Malone. But I, I didn't get Yeah, it. you were not. I wasn't a cool dude. Man. Well, you missed it. I always wanted to be like Jesse when I grew up. You came after. And this friend the group coolness. was so cool. They're still <laughs> friends. Um. All right, so I'm 24. Um. 
and grew up here in Augusta. Uh, grew up here at West Acres since I was two years old. My family came here and I was born in 96. We moved, we started coming to West Acres, I think 98, 99. And so ever since then, this has been our home church. We uh, found West Acres when we moved into our new house. That was one of the other things. And um, the church that my family was going to, it was just kind of time to move on. And my family wanted to go somewhere where children's department was more focused uh, to grow and develop me and my sister. And so West Acres was five minutes up the road. And we have been here ever since. Um, and the Lord uh, called me to himself January 9th, 2005, brought me out of my deadness of sin and gave me life. So salvation started on that day. Um, and uh, my call to ministry, I knew in fourth grade, I was called to ministry. And so the rest is history in a sense. Uh, I'll save the elaboration of my testimony for that episode, but I uh, went to North Greenville, uh, got my Bachelor of Arts in Christian Studies, and now I'm trying to pursue a Master's of Divinity at Midwestern um, Seminary. And so, yeah, and I've been working here for about, well, full-time youth guy. I always, I always have to give this spiel. Full-time youth guy since January been here working since may of 2019 may 5th yeah so yeah that's a little short synopsis and we will elaborate because i don't think even my students know my testimony mm. <laughs> so well they know a lot a little bit so this will be a good episode to have so we'll, we'll do that all right jesse share a little bit about yourself all right well i am 33 no you're not you're 23 well you, you look 23 so. oh. I love I you so much, that. brother. <laughs> I'm 33. I also grew up here in Augusta. Um, we came to West Acres when I was in fifth grade. I think it was fifth grade because it was right before um, they did. I think back then they did youth starting at seventh grade or something like that. I don't remember. But we came at like fifth grade or something like that. You're right. Um, and back when it was just that little metal building. Gosh. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Yep. And uh, so that's when we came. Um, I came to a saving faith when I was eight years old. Do you know who Steve Green is? All right. So I'll go into a little bit of this. Okay. Just, I know that name. just for the context. Right. So my dad, um, he used to have like this massive, it, it seems massive in my brain. It may have not been as big as little me thought it was it was like this massive eight track collection Whoa! <laughs> yeah no no joke wow so he used to have like this combo record player eight track player and he and my dad loves christmas music and so he would play eight track christmas music Look at Mr. all Dan. the time right That's oh yeah I'm dude about. i mean he used to work out to christmas music Chris, christmas the man, spirit the man is nuts about christmas <laughs> so um anyway one of the eight tracks was this christian singer um, named Steve Green. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I do know that name. Yeah. Yeah. It's a musician. Yes. And so I grew up loving Steve Green. I mean, he was like my man. So he, he actually has come to West Acres a couple times, but he came to Augusta when I was eight. And at that point I had already started asking questions and stuff like that. And, um, I came to a saving faith at hit at his concert. Uh went backstage, got to talk to him, um, wow. gave me a Bible, all that stuff. Look yeah. at that. Okay. So and you know, I've been here at West Acres for eight years, man. Working. 
working eight years. That's crazy to me because I remember when you were brought on. Yeah, and and that's a that's a it, to me it's an interesting story of how that got how I got put in this position as well and how it has grown. But again, we'll we'll save that for another time. But that's me in a nutshell. When we do that episode, we're doing introductions like Southside Rabbi, <laughs> and then we'd be like, "It's Jesse Moore, the man." Who's a college degree for something he doesn't even do? <laughs> Georgia yeah. Tech grad. That was a that was a conversation. <laughs> so we will we will definitely do that. That'll yeah. be fun. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, that second question uh, from Brother Allen, we're gonna save for the worship episode, which is coming up this month. Cool. So we gotta talk about that plan. I got a good plan. We got good stuff in the works. We got a testimonial episode coming up. Not our testimony. Uh, we talked about that last yes. night. That's gonna. I'm not even going to give the yeah, spiel. Don't 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 even that. want no. I uh, can't wait for that. Uh, brother Mephibosheth oh, is coming. Yeah. You know who I'm talking I about. Do. Brother David is coming up in a few weeks. Uh, so we got a schedule coming. It's going to be good. We'll finally have more autographs on the wall. Yeah, dude. I can't wait. Um, I I can't wait. You know, one of these days we need to get old Allison and Anna up in this joint. That like have them take over brother do it i think that's I, I think anna would be like i think she'd be comfortable once she got going you and i would have to babysit yeah we'd have to stand out there and be like just talk just do it it's okay you can do this and then i have to open the door talk <laughs> <laughs> hear me in the background like that oh, oh man. man but um the other question i think i'm gonna elaborate on a couple of these so third question was how do you disciple millennials how do you disciple Gen Z? Now, this, I mean, this directly affects my area because I am a millennial. Who uh, is discipling to Gen Zs. Yes. <laughs> my girlfriend is Gen Z because I'm 96. I'm the year it breaks so off. It's funny because she is barely Gen Z. Yeah, 97. And you are barely, barely a, a millennial. millennial. I'm like, we're right there in the middle. Yeah, it's hilarious. I'm like, we don't have to act like either. Yeah, yeah exactly. We'll be the difference, honey. It's <laughs> But uh, how do you disciple millennials? Whoa, he's got the age different. So I think the ages are so crazy. Yeah. Which, brother, if yours is accurate, that means I'm Gen Z. <sighs> oh, my wheel just crashed. Um, but anyways, uh, and how do we motivate and encourage Gen Zers to come to the foreign mission field? Mm. Now, I love this question. That's a good question because that's part of what I'm trying to do with my students is encourage them to go on mission and even full-time. And so let's talk a little bit about this. How do you disciple millennials? Now, Jesse, this is your area more so than mine because I'm on the end of the spectrum depending on what statistic you look at. Right. Um, uh, Let's kind of go about this question in the sense of what tactics maybe would we use depending the generation? Well, I think for... Millennials, it's we're we're at that stage where a lot of millennials um, are having kids. Oh, that's and so you're not only having to engage them, you're having to engage engage your family, which is something that personally in our that's what we're talking about. Staff, we're talking about you know how to engage young families more. Um, So you have to take that into consideration. Something that you really need to consider is how much flack millennials have gotten. Dude, we've gotten all kinds of boo-boo. Yeah, I mean, so from living in our parents' houses for too long to being on our parents' insurance for too long uh, to being um, not able to do what 
everybody considers adult things, right? Right, without asking for help, which most of that stuff is not true. It's it's like every other stereotype. There are hints of truth and groups of people who fit that stereotype, but that's right. You know, far and wide, it's not that way. And I tell people this all the time. I don't know any millennials that are lazy. I don't know any millennials that can't figure their way out of a situation. But the millennials that I know are very hardworking, strong-willed um, people who really know how to figure things out. We are also the DIY gener- generation, so you That's can't crazy say to me. We are though. Yeah, you can't say that we don't know how to th- do things. I mean, thank you, YouTube. We can figure out how to build and do fix anything. Where would I be without right? YouTube? Yeah. So I, I don't I don't know. For for that, I think it's just that you value, you understand the value that that they bring and don't try and um coddle them. Yeah. Uh just because that's a stereotype. Um yeah. I like what you added in on the family aspect of it. Cause yes, they are most millennials are now either getting married, mm-hmm. uh or have kids or having kids. That's right. really the spectrum right now. Mm-hmm. Cause so if the cutoff is me, then that means it's 23 or 24 and older. Right. And I think the oldest is 38. Yes. And if the cutoff is 94, then that means it's 26 and older. Right. So yeah, I mean, I, I'm not married, but a lot of my friends are. Yeah. And I'm thinking like some of my friends. In fact, if they are having kids, I need to pray extra for them. Oh my lord! <laughs> I had that same thought. Oh some of my, my that kids. was like a newsflash right there. Yeah. Oh lord! Yeah, I think that that's a big thing. Is how do you engage the family? How do you engage them as well? Um, I think the the thing I was discussing with Jesse Holmes this morning with this question is keep the gospel the same. Yeah, uh, that's another thing. Is do not water down the gospel. exposit the text exegete the text and i come from that from a book that anna's reading right now which brother we both need to read this book it's called not what you think why the bible might be nothing we expected yet everything we need Mm. by lauren and michael mcafee i think is how you pronounce her last name but it goes in on talking about one whole chapter i think is dedicated to millennials and how we are always millennials and gen z is always looked frowned upon and frowned upon and frowned upon but the boomer generation, the generations before them frowned on them in the same aspect. Right. It 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 always happens. The it's older cyclic. generation cyclical. It, yeah, yeah. There you go. Cyclical. Thank you. <laughs> now, I mean, it, it's not like it's oh, oh my gosh. Do, do you see what these kids are doing? Yeah, it's, it's the like, same thing. They thought that of y'all too. Yeah. And so, who are you to frown upon us? Yeah. Um. And and the it also goes into the reality of in the generations it's always been the concept of people want to get to the church later in life yeah. when they're having kids and so i think your your point about the family is if that is true that people wait till they start having kids to get back into the church after they've graduated from high school if they lost footing for a while then you definitely need to be engaging the families now i think we need to find a way to bridge that gap i don't yeah. think that's good at all no. but engaging the family is huge um but how do we disciple those, I, I think, you know, you keep the gospel the same, just to be broad because we could sit here and dissect this you all could. day. And I think maybe we do revisit this. Maybe there's an episode we dedicate to this, but um, I think you keep the gospel the same, no matter what generation mm-hmm. um, you exegete, exposit the text when discipling them. 
And I think a bigger thing for the new generations to come, though, yeah, I think there has been a less emphasis on the authority of Scripture as time has progressed. Right. Um, I, I definitely think my grandma's generation valued Scripture more than we do. Now, rather their interpretations were right or not, that's a different debate. But I think you, they valued it more. Yeah. Right. I don't agree with the hermeneutic of that generation. I agree with the hermeneutic more of mine, mm -hmm. of the newer upcoming exegetes and those. But needless to say, I definitely think the older generation valued the scripture more than my generation does. They did. They did. And so I think there needs to be an overemphasis on the value of scripture, an overemphasis on teaching and proclaiming and exegeting the text, teaching people how to study the Bible. Yeah. Go ahead, and then. I'll say this too, as far as like engaging them and bringing them in and stuff like that. I think what I've found from my generation, from millennials, is they want to be involved. They like to do things. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, that's good. That's like good. something to bring them into. Like I don't think they want to come in and just sit and listen. They want to yeah. be actively. I know that with my kids. Something. Yeah, them too. Yeah, and like what I have found with so my kids are Gen Zers. Uh, what I have found with my kids is keeping them active in conversation. So like when I teach, it's more conversational. It's not necessarily lecture. Right. Like I'm asking questions. I'm trying to get their input, keeping them focused, and they're right. learning more off of that. Um, I use a whiteboard, visual learning. Yeah. Um, I mean, my class, my class, <laughs> uh -oh. Uh -oh. My, my, my student opportunities when I teach I teach it like classroom style in the sense of it's not lecture. It's more interactive because I want them to walk away learning and being able to take what I've given and reproduce it. Yeah. Uh, Rob has a great quote. He always says, and then he said it yesterday, but he's not doing his job effectively. And I would agree. I'm not doing my job effectively if I'm not teaching my kids how to do what I do. Right. So I want them to be able to do what I do. Right. Not go, oh, James can do it. Yes. I want them to go, oh, I can do it because James equipped me. Absolutely. And so then let me pull in this guy. Um, but I think another thing, one more thing to add before we close this one into the next uh, part of this question. We may not reach any others. So that's okay. But just to close this one, I think another thing is you, you constantly train these students of the importance of in this generation. I don't think this generation understands what it means to be mentored, but also to mentor. Yeah, I, you bring up a good point because I was thinking about that as well. Um, I think the generations are primed. Like if you say, hey, if they start coming to the church and they start getting discipled and you say, hey, here's so-and-so, um, they would like to be your mentor. Or this is a so-and-so couple. They would like to mentor to you and your young family because they've been through this sort of thing. Right, Man, I think the millennial generation, probably the Gen Z when they come up, I think they would jump on that because we've had people before come into the church and they said, okay, we're here. We join. Now, who are we going to be coupled with as right. our mentor? M our generations, why, uh, millennial and Z, yeah. are looking for people to pour into them. At the end yeah. of the day, I think there is a desire. Yeah. And it, um, what's the word? Mm. Uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for. I was going to use a big word, but there, there's a hole in a sense yeah. of, I want that hole filled by being mentored. Yes. But I think here, just I, I, Lord, forgive me. I'm going to cut at the generation priors. 
I think there's a bad job of doing that. Well, there's an expectation that there's some things that we should just know how to do ourselves, right? <laughs> I'm like, uh, no. But see, yeah, and I think that's an unfair assessment because some things you you can't learn unless somebody tells you how to do them. My dad's a carpenter. Yeah. I told him, I said, you really think I'm just going to walk into your shop and start cutting some boards and build a table? Right. So to apply that concept to even the church like there are such wise elders yeah even within our church that i i would love to sit down and be like hey can you teach me how you get through this in life Mm -hmm. or teach me how you work through this in a marriage or how do you one day raise kids in this manner well see that's great marriage right boomer generation they're like kings and queens of longevity when it comes to marriage. How many Sundays in a row do we celebrate a 50-year anniversary for wedding? Exactly, right? And my generation, we're failing, right? Y'all love divorce. We love divorce. But see, here's the other thing. That, what was it, like 50% divorce rate? That's gone down, Yeah, but that's only gone down because millennials are getting married like at an older age, Yeah, or they're just not getting married at all i've seen that too right yep and so that i think that's because we don't have the mentorship that we need Mm -hmm. like i I, I, you and i very blessed with the parents that we have dude a far 100 godly guide of what marriage looks like looks like and a partnership between a man and a woman and we and think about this and the people we work for and the people pastor larry absolutely Absolutely. Yeah. A portrait marriage. Yeah. And and Josh comes in and tells me about, because he has two daughters, and I have two daughters. Gives you wisdom so on that. So he gives me wisdom on that. Because they are older, yeah. And it is very, very helpful to me. And I think a lot of times, the vast majority of our prior generations, they just expect us to learn this ourselves, and then they get mad at us when we mess <laughs> when it up. When we have terrible divorce rates, well, yes, of course we do. We need somebody to lead us. We don't know how to handle this ourselves. I mean, th- this is a conversation worth having for a long time. We're yeah. gonna have to come back to this. One. I agree. I agree. Um, the question, uh, Alan asked also about, you know, what's the, how do we encourage Gen Z to go to the foreign mission field? Mm. We need to take another episode and focus on missions. Yeah, because that is something I'm passionate about is equipping and training. I fully believe there are senders and there are goers. Yeah, uh, David Platt used to say that, and I fully agree with that. Um, and I love being a sender. I love equipping people to go. I love going on mission. Um, I know God has called me to the local church here. Yeah. You know, who knows where you'll call me one day? But uh, just as Alan has uh, been called to where he is, right? That is fully where God has him, as God has me here. Um, I want to equip to send people like Alan, as I know Alan wants people to be sent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's just, that is such a passionate area. We're going to come back to that for sure. I want to take an episode to just focus on missions. Maybe we'll get Malone up in here for that one. Yeah, um, yeah, he'd be good for that one. We'll have another question episode. There's no doubt. when we're going to answer the rest of these questions. If you sent one and you're like, dude, when are you going to answer my question? Don't worry. I'm going to get to it. I promise. Uh, we want to take more time to get to those. This episode was packed in with some good stuff from Alan. But um, now for your roast. Oh, gosh. Jesse is what? leaving me. Oh, yeah, I am. Next week. And so does anybody else know what that means? It means no coffee with Vern next week because I refuse to have any episode where I can't have his voice in here in this mm-hmm. room. And so 
There's no sad violin, but within my heart, there are tears. And so we will not have an episode next week, but the week after when we come back, guess what? It's going to be cooking. It's going to be like a pot. It's going to be like, stir the pot. Go ahead. Woo. And so it's going to be awesome. Jesse's going to be rested up from his time and he's going to be juiced. Hopefully. Maybe. I might be gassed at that point because guess who gets to sit up in this office alone next week? For a week. This guy. Yeah, he did. So I'm going to have to hold down the fort up here in this building that's freezing cold. Yeah, um, but we will have some fun. Uh, we'll have another question episode at the end of October. So if you have some, send them in. We'll cover a lot that time and we'll make them a little bit shorter. But great questions that I've got. I've got three that I'm looking forward to answering next time. We'll have our worship episode number two coming up and conversations number two coming up. So good stuff is on the horizon. I'm mm-hmm. um, looking forward to it. Hey, we will have a gut punch coming out. Uh, another one this week and next week. So to fill in for the Space Coffee with Vern, check out Gut Punch. It will gut punch you. <laughs> but it, yeah, there you go. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm an idiot. But uh, until then, enjoy the rest of your day. Shabbat Shalom. Brother Allen, thank you so much. Praying for you. Do the Lord's work where you're at, man. Hey, West Sigurds family, we love you. We'll talk to you soon. Peace and blessings. <laughs>